Welcome to Empowered Radio. I am your host, Emma Montgomery, an online nutrition and fitness coach and creator of Shred Within. Each week, we'll talk all things nutrition, training, and mindset. You'll be able to take my tips and strategies and apply what you learn to see results with both your body and your mind. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Empowered Radio. Today, we're going to talk about progress. So making progress with your weight loss goals. We're going to talk about if your progress is moving fast enough, how to know if it's moving fast enough, um, when you should adjust your macros, how you should adjust your macros. So we're going to touch on several different things with measuring your progress as you are dieting, because I know the majority of the people out there are um, in full diet mode since January 1. So I thought this would be a super helpful top topic to talk about today. Um, and I get this question all the time. So definitely want to cover it on a podcast. So you guys will have this to reference back to. So if you don't have pen and paper, I would grab some so you can take some notes. Um, just a quick reminder before we jump into the episode, the February shred is currently open for enrollment. It will close at the end of the week. So this will come out on Tuesday. Um, enrollment will close on Saturday. So a few days left to enroll in the shred. The program has been revamped slightly. Um, so it takes place on a brand new app where you are able to track your weights, your reps, everything in terms of your exercise. So you can work towards progressive, progressive overload. Um, it is so much more convenient. There are video demos of everything. Um, there are tons of resources, tons of recipes, everything you need to be successful in your dieting journey. Um, and of course, it comes with a custom macro setting, but uh, none of that part has changed. But the app is amazing. You guys will love it. So I will link in the show notes, the um, program details, uh, FAQs, things like that, and the link to join for those of you who want to sign up for the program before it closes. Okay, so now to jump into the episode and really talk about where um, this came from in terms of doing the podcast on this. I know I mentioned I get this question all the time, and this is one of those questions that it can really, um, I hate to say push my buttons, but it can, because I will um, have people say, well, I've only lost four pounds in three weeks. Um, should I adjust my macros? And I'm like, okay, hold the phone. Only four pounds in three weeks? First of all, that's amazing. Um, so tons of different things going on there that I'm going to address um, in terms of expectations, what progress should look like, how it's very individualized to the person. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where this topic came from. So again, I do think you guys will find this very helpful. And I do think that you will uh, take away from this some tangible things to be able to help you in your journey, but also understanding that it is going to ultimately come down to you and what you want, your goals, what you're willing to sacrifice. So the answer is going to be very much, it depends. Um, so I just wanted to, I hate to give a spoiler alert and let you know how it ends, but um, just so you're aware, it is going to be very individual, but I am going to walk you through some things that um, I think you need to be focusing on and some things that you can do um, to make sure that, you know, weight loss is moving how you would like um, 
So yeah, we'll just jump right in. So when we're talking about is progress moving fast enough? So what I say in terms of um, ideal weight loss, fat loss, um, typically you're looking at anywhere from half a percent to one percent loss of your body weight on average weekly. So if someone weighs, again, when I do this math, it's always, I just pick very easy numbers. Someone weighs 100 pounds, we're talking about anywhere from 0.5 to one pound. So like half a pound to a pound in terms of body weight um, lost on average a a week. So if you are um, looking at a month of data you want to be looking at that trend. So, you know, it might be anywhere from if you're looking at four weeks of half a pound, so two pounds, anywhere to four pounds um, on average. Again, that's what we're saying. So for some people, this is going to be obviously it's very individualized, but that is the average that you're looking for. And I know I'm going to keep beating that into the ground, but I just want everyone to understand that it's not going to be exactly that. You also need to understand that, um, and I know I talked about this on a previous episode, but you are not going to lose weight every week. Weight loss, fat loss, it is not linear. So to go into it expecting to see a loss on the scale every single week, it's just not going to happen. So again, that's why we look at those trends, those averages. It is much better to look at things over time versus day to day. So if you're looking, you know, week to week, month to month, those are the things that you want to track. So um, when we're talking about is it moving fast enough, that is my recommendation in terms of, you know, what a, a good steady amount would look like. Now, when someone says, when should I adjust my macros? This is the part where it gets very personal because it's hard for me to answer that unless I am working with someone one-on-one and I know if we're on any kind of timeline, I know their goals, I know how their body responds to the deficit that we're in. Um, I also know if they have struggled with hunger, if they've been dieting for a long time and dieting fatigue is high and putting them in a Um, deeper calorie deficit is going to make adherence hard. So these are the things where when somebody asks me, should I adjust my macros? It depends. So you need to ask yourself several questions in terms of, you know, if you don't think your progress is moving fast enough and you want to adjust your macros down because of that, think about those things that I just said. So are you someone you've been dieting for a really long time and maybe dieting fatigue is high and you're already having a hard time sticking with your calorie deficit? I would say probably not. Um, Dig deeper unless you are trying to shorten the length of the time of your cut and just, you know, get in and get out. Um, That might be a possibility. But again, that's something to consider. Can you adhere to a deeper calorie deficit? Are you someone who um, maybe you're having a hard time with adherence because you like to go out on the weekends and you don't want to um, cut calories any lower because you like being able to work in a couple of drinks and things that are, um, I hate to say like a waste of calories, but again, you know, when you're talking about working beer and your macros um, and you're dieting, that does obviously, it's going to make you more hungry because you're spending calories on things that aren't food. So are you willing to give up things like that and make sacrifices to be able to adjust your calories down lower so that you can see progress quicker? 
Um, so again, it's very personal. There are, you know, sacrifices that are going to have to be made and you have to understand you're the only person that knows if you're going to be comfortable with making those sacrifices to be able to drop calories down lower. Maybe it's, you know, do a little more cardio to create more of a deficit. I will always recommend creating the deficit through nutrition, but um, just giving a couple of examples, but knowing that there are sacrifices that will have to be made, you're the only person that can decide if it's worth it or not. So is the trade-off of, you know, maybe having a shittier workout in the gym because your energy is lower because you've reduced your calories worth, you know, having more progress quicker. So again, those are things to consider. Ask yourself that. It's very hard for me to answer that question when I have people that ask that. And um, I work with, you know, a lot of people um, in terms of, you know, the shred has four to 500 clients a month. I have over 500 in the monthly membership. So when I have tons of people coming to me, this is what, you know, I'm losing this many pounds. It's been this long. Should I adjust my macros? It depends. You know, how do you feel about eating less? How do you feel about your workouts possibly suffering? How do you, you know, is your dieting fatigue super high? Are you already very hungry? Is it going to be harder to adhere to your deficit? So again, keeping all those things in mind and knowing that when you ask that question, it's a very loaded question, but it's also very personal. So you need to have considered all of those things um, before you even think, you know, I'm going to adjust my macros because there's no point in putting yourself in a position to try to lose weight quicker if you are just going to slash your calories, create a situation where you get super hungry and then overeat and just kind of, you know, do the yo-yo thing. So definitely keep that in mind um, and understand that it is very personal and that's something that only you can answer. Now, um, so if we're just getting into the nitty gritty of how you're measuring progress, um, I want to talk about that first because when I do get that question in terms of should I adjust my macros? It is always, I've only lost this, this many pounds. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about is how you are measuring your progress. So how you know, how you know you're being successful or not successful with your diet, um, all depends on how you're measuring success. So, there are several things that I would recommend using in terms of units of measure versus just the scale. The scale is only one. And I do recommend using the scale. I'm not saying don't weigh yourself. Um, I do recommend using a scale, especially if you're working towards fat loss. But um, I also recommend using body measurements. I would say biweekly is fine on that. Um, how your clothes fit tells a huge difference. Your progress pictures. I recommend taking progress pictures uh, weekly to bi-weekly. Make sure that you're wearing, you know, bra and panties, swimsuit, something where, you know, especially if you're the only one looking at them, who cares? Um, same lighting, same posing. That way you're able to see the differences in your body because a lot of times you will see huge differences in either measurements or pictures and maybe not the scale. Or you might have some people who see big changes on the scale first, and then it takes a while for the measurements and pictures to catch up. So again, that um, I would say the scale, measurements, how your clothes are fitting, progress pictures for sure, all of those, um, your relationship with food. 
That is a huge one. So that's something really big to pay attention to, um, especially if you're somebody who's at maintenance. But um, with dieting, I still think that's a big one to pay attention to and how you're measuring your progress. So definitely make sure that you are hitting several of those. I would recommend all of those, though, um, in terms of how you're measuring your progress, not just the scale. Um, The other one or the next one that I would say is, are you comparing yourself? So have you set yourself up for basically failure um, with unrealistic expectations? So are you comparing your progress to that of someone else? This, I will say, 99.5% of the time is the case um, in why people feel defeated or discouraged or feel like they're not making good enough, um, doing the air quotes, progress. So it's not because you never, you don't go into a diet, you don't join a program, you don't join the shred and I say, you're going to lose two pounds a week. That's not how that works. That that doesn't work that way with anything. <laughs> and so um, what happens is you'll have someone who works with somebody or is friends with someone or their sister's cousin or, or whatever it is. Um, their sister's cousin, that would be their cousin too. You guys get what I'm saying. They know somebody who has done sort of, some sort of program, a diet, whatever, and they had really great success. Maybe they did keto and they lost... 10 pounds in their first month. Um, and so this already, they've already compared themselves to that person and set that as the benchmark. Okay, she lost 10 pounds in a month. I can lose 10 pounds in a month. And that's, they've already set that benchmark. And so when they have their first week and they're down one pound, which is great in a week, um, I have people that'll lose two pounds in the first week and they're like, I only lost two pounds. And I'm like, how, the, how much did you think you were going to lose? Like, I don't know where these numbers come from. But again, it's a lot of it, I feel like stems from comparison. So are you seeing someone else's progress and comparing yours to that person's? And I know you guys have heard the saying, you shouldn't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 33 or whatever that saying is. But it's the same idea here. So if you have somebody who, um, for example, You've got a 130-pound person who loses five pounds. That's going to be a much larger percentage of weight loss than a 200-pound person that loses five pounds. So again, if you have you know a, a person that weighs 130 pounds and they lose five pounds, they're probably like, oh my God, I've lost five pounds. That's amazing. Whereas if you have someone who is much larger and they, I'm doing the air quotes, only lose five pounds, they might be disappointed because they've expected to lose more. So, but again, it's looking at the percentage and not just the number is the biggest thing because you might know Karen who lost 10 pounds in her first month, but Karen might have a lot more weight to lose than you do. So 10 pounds on her might only be four pounds, you know, for the person, for you, you know, looking at it in comparison in terms of percentages. Um, So I know that's kind of, obscure or whatever, but I think it's just really important to put that in perspective and understand that it's not necessarily just the number on the scale. Think about it in terms of not just the pounds, um, but think about it in terms of percentages. Again, you know, if you're comparing number to number, that's like comparing an apple to an orange. So again, don't do that. Um, And the same goes with when you see people share their calorie burn from workouts, like from like their Apple watch. If you've got somebody who, you know, weighs 250 pounds, 
their heart rate is, and you're doing the same workouts. Let's just say that. Um, cause I have people in my program that'll say, Oh my God, I didn't burn as many calories as they did. I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. You're not doing anything wrong. You shouldn't compare your calorie burn to somebody else's. Again, we're all different humans. We're all different ages and weight and height. You know, there's something that might get my heart rate more elevated than someone else's um, or vice versa. So when you're looking at someone's calorie burn, you have no idea if that person outweighs you by 100 pounds. The heavier you are, the more calories you are going to expend during exercise the heavier you are, your BMR is also going to be higher. So again, you've got more weight to lose. You've got more calories to burn. So when you're somebody that's looking at somebody else's calorie burn, first of all, it doesn't matter. Um, Those are highly inaccurate. But second of all, it really doesn't matter because they're not you and you shouldn't compare that. So that one's huge. I think um, so many people fall into that trap as they set the bar really high based on somebody else's um, transformation or um, even with looking at pictures, they might think like, oh, I want to look like that. And they weigh 120 pounds. I have people ask me all the time how much I weigh and how tall I am. Um, And so it's one of those that I think people think if I diet down to this, you know, this weight, I'm the same height as her. I'm going to look like this. If you don't have muscle tone underneath, like I think a lot of people do that, they look at these pictures and they think I'm going to look, you know, shredded when I lose weight. If you don't have muscle built underneath and you lose weight, you're not going to look like that because you don't have the muscle development to show through. So again, that's just another example. Um, Just do not let yourself get trapped in the comparison thing because that one will definitely set you up for failure. And it's, it can be very discouraging, very disappointing when you don't feel like you're making progress like you should. But at the end of the day, it's, you've set yourself up to believe something that probably isn't possible for you. So, um, I'll get off that one now. I think you guys understand (laughs) what I'm talking about with comparison. Um, and then, um, that really just ties into kind of this last one with, um, expectations, but are your expectations matching your efforts? So um, if you're somebody that you are expecting to lose one to two pounds a week, but you're consistently going over your calories, or maybe you're not um, getting in daily movement, you're not exercising at all, you know, and then you're mad because you're not losing weight, um, or maybe you're doing really great through the week and then you're overeating on the weekends and you can't understand why you're not losing weight. Again, your expectations have to match your efforts. So it's the whole consistency thing. Um, are you being consistent? Are you, you know, I mean, it's, it's very cut and dry, but if you are not um, being consistent and you're going over your calorie intake, you can't expect to see, you know, amazing results um, if you're not following it through on your end of the deal there. Okay. So now we're going to talk about um, adjusting your macros and things that I recommend to consider before slashing your calories. So um, the first thing that I would say is, has it been at least two weeks of no movement on the scale and measurements? Um, So you've gone two weeks, you've been consistent with your macros and your calories, so you're not overeating, you're hitting your numbers Um, but you haven't seen any scale weight movement um, and measurements have not moved at all. So that's the first thing. Um, Has your NEAT decreased? So your NEAT is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis 
Um, and that's basically like your everyday movement outside of um, exercise. So like your daily steps and cleaning the house and walking the dog, and you know, things like that. Um, so when you diet, your body naturally slows down to conserve energy, energy being calories. So your body knows that there are fewer calories coming in. So it will naturally slow down to try to conserve calories. So things that you did before, maybe if you were outside um, picking weeds, pulling weeds, whatever, um, maybe you would have like crouched down before. But now that you're dieting and your body is trying to conserve energy, you don't even think about this, but now you're sitting. Um, Same thing with like sitting versus standing, Um, just different things that, again, that your body does to try to conserve energy. So um, this is why I have all of my clients set a step goal. I recommend this um, in all of my programs as well. The shred and my monthly membership, I recommend having a step goal in place just so that you can monitor what your daily movement is so that if you start your diet at you know 7,000 steps a day, that while you're dieting down and calories get lower, you are being mindful of keeping 7,000 calories a day so that you know that you're keeping that same movement going. So um, again, that's another one to consider though, has your NEAT decreased? So if you look at your step count trend, have you noticed that it, that it has gone down? Um, the next one, are you tracking accurately or estimating too much? So this um, comes down to, you know, are you still weighing and measuring all of your food? Are you accounting for all meals? Um, things like condiments, coffee creamer, oils, butter. Um, are you eyeballing too many things and not, you know, weighing or measuring? Um, are you eating out a lot? Because even when we get nutrition facts online for um, restaurants, yes, that's great that they're there. And it's it's still an estimate, though, because you're not the one um, in Chipotle scooping your chicken and weighing it. Um, you might have somebody that has a heavy hand in Chipotle and you may get like a massive chicken salad. And then sometimes you get a salad where you're like, can I have more of anything? Because this looks like there's nothing there. Um, so again, you're not actually weighing and measuring that food. So it's still an estimate, um, even though the nutrition facts are listed. And if you're somebody that eats out several times a week, the discrepancies in that could add up to, you know, several, several hundred calories. And this could be having you at a standstill in terms of weight loss, not moving. So the reason that I talk about all of those things is because a lot of times um, when you drill down into those, you'll find more commonly than not or more often than not, it's going to be one of those things, um, either your neat, the tracking accuracy, things like that, eating out a lot um, that you can tweak first before you actually cut your calories. Um, A lot of times it's human error in tracking, honestly. Um, But let's just say that you know, you're, we're summing it up here. It's been two weeks. You've not seen any movement on the scale. Measurements haven't moved. Um, you've been super consistent. You're not estimating or eating out really. Your meat has not decreased. You've been tracking your steps. Then I would say it is definitely time to adjust your macros. Um, as you diet and as you lose weight, your body requires less calories. So that is normal. It, it doesn't mean that anything's broken or your metabolism's broken. That is just part of um, dieting and uh, metabolic adaptation. Everybody is scared to death of hearing that, but that is just part of what happens um, 
in terms of your body downregulating to um, match the your BMR basically decreases as your body gets smaller. So it requires less calories to move a smaller body. I know I've said that a billion times. Um, so as you lose weight, it's going to be necessary to reduce calories um, at you know different points to keep weight loss moving. So my recommendation in terms of um, adjusting your calories down, I would say it doesn't need to be anything super drastic. Um, and for most people, 5% will work. Um, so I would start with a 5% reduction from um, overall calories, and that'll be from carbs and fat. So for example, if you're somebody that's eating 1,500 calories a day, 5% would be 75 calories. So you might say, okay, we'll um, shave five grams of fat and fat is worth nine calories per gram. So that's going to be 45 of your um, 75 calories. And then you might shave, let's see, um, we will say uh, seven grams of carbs. That's um, carbs are four calories per gram. So that's 28 calories. So 28 and 45, uh, close enough to the 75. So Anyhow, you get the idea. Um, so you'll want to keep prote- protein uh, consistent and not adjust that, but you'll want to reduce calories. And it doesn't have to be from carbs and fat. It can be one or the other. If you've got one that's super high um, or maybe you have one that's a preference and you're like, I love carbs. I don't want to touch those. I would rather pull it all from fat. Totally fine. You do you. Um, either one is totally fine. So that is what I recommend in terms of the calorie pool. Um, if you're someone who has a more uh, stubborn or resilient <laughs> uh, metabolism and you know that, I have some clients that I know that 5% just is not going to cut it, so we don't even waste our time doing that. We'll just go for a straight like 7 to 10%. Um, and this doesn't apply to everybody, but if you know that you're somebody like this, then you might need to go a little higher than 5%. But for most people, I would say start with the 5%, um, give it a week. If you don't see any movement, then I would pull either another like, you know, 2 to 5%. So again, from carbs and fat. Um, so yeah, that is, that is the gist of what I wanted to talk about today um, in terms of measuring your progress, if your progress is moving fast enough, when and how to adjust your macros, um, so I hope this was super helpful. Um, I think it will be. I get this question all of the time. So again, if you guys um, wouldn't mind to share the podcast on social media, I always appreciate you when you do that. Make sure to tag me so I can thank you. Um, but that's all I've got for you today. So I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Empowered Radio. If you enjoyed the episode or found a value in it, could you do me two quick favors? One, take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tag me in it so I can say thanks. And two, could you subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes? It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode.